Welcome to Journey Elgin of Elgin, Texas, where we are living life in Christ, impacting His kingdom. Our service times are Sunday at 9 a.m., followed by a second service at 10.45 a.m. Today's message is from our youth pastor. Here's Wesley Curry. All right. Well, I don't know if any of you have checked out the podcast, but for... Uh, someone who's back there a lot and sometimes I don't get a chance to come into service, the podcasts are a lifesaver. We record Sunday's message, but we also have some other series, some Bible studies, and it's it's really good motivation for the week. And uh, what I happened to pick up, uh, looking back through, uh, Philip, he did a series uh, all through October and the first part of November. Uh, called Rooted, having a root system in Christ, you know, a foundation of faith, uh, not, not putting our faith in a governmental system, not putting our faith in society, because anything made by man is destined to fail. <laughs> anything made of this world will not last. It's not sustainable. You know, you can, get, you can be happy for a little bit, you can be content for a little bit, but you will not produce joy. Long term, it wasn't designed that way. And um, we, he also, right after that, we did uh, because we did that message right there. Because as soon as Thanksgiving hits, we all know the chaos of holidays. It's just continuous until New Year. It just you know, and it's easy to lose focus. There was also a message about how easy it is for anger. You know, for such a joyful time of year. Christmas is also like a magnet for frustrations and anger. Well, it's because Christmas in, in, in and of itself is a huge holiday celebrated by both Christians and non-Christians. It's huge. And there's, you know, the birth of Christ that we try to focus on, but then there's the even bigger influence of the world. You know, that are not all bad things. We love to sing like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and we love opening gifts and giving gifts. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. But when we put all of our, when we, when we try to build our foundation of that, we just, we can be happy for a little bit, but we, it's just not sustainable. And that's what attracts all the frustration and anger. Well, if we step back, that's not just a holiday thing. You know, that is... The devil challenges us all year long. And it's not just about holidays. He starts, he likes to challenge our our identity. And he likes to use tools like the world and right now a thriving one, social media. I'm on social media. I I like it. I know a lot of us are. And it could be a very useful, powerful thing. But, you know, a lot of people misuse it. Something that uh, Facebook, something created... The idea to be harmless, you know, missed, you know for, formed by the world, anything created by the world is not sustainable. Anything created by man is flawed. Only the kingdom of God is not flawed. And so, being with my middle school and high school years still painfully close, I, I remember... And I still see, you know, what social media, we, we start to look for acceptance. I know a lot of people in high school, but even, you know, even older people, we, we start to 
uh, look, when we feel like we can't go to God, we start to, form, we let the world start to form our identity for us. We start to look for acceptance in other things, whether it be entertainment, you know, celebrities, idols, sports, or for most people, social media. You know, we look for acceptance there, you know, because uh, sometimes we feel ashamed to go to God. And if we don't have a strong root system, it can crumble real easily. But what happens when you, know, you go to some, you know, a celebrity or an idol that you have, or someone you idolize that you put on a pedestal, a pedestal and all that does is just puts, you know, it makes you feel worse about yourself. You start putting thoughts in your mind like, maybe I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. And these negative, that's, that's the, the devil working through the world to put negative thoughts in our minds. And we all have an inherent desire to form an identity. It's a human thing. But if we're not careful and if we don't focus on our relationship with God, it can easily go south. And so I'm sure we've showed this video before. So I have a video. That's a famous line here at Journey. Um, I'm sure we've showed it before. Uh, You'll probably recognize the comedian. We use him a lot. But this is an extremely exaggerated video of what... um, a Christmas photo. Who does Christmas cards? It's all, it's all on Facebook now. That, you know, everyone takes a family picture. And, but um, you know, I, I, wanna open, I want you to think more about not just a, of what a family picture, but a lot of people just posting a selfie. <laughs> they, they act like this. So let's go ahead and show this video. The theme this year is going to be rustic denim in front of a barn. Do we live in the suburbs? Yes. Have we ever been to a barn? No. But I thought it would make perfect sense for a Christmas photo. That's what you're going to wear? I didn't spend $40,000 on a liberal arts education for you to shop at Goodwill. Tuck your shirt in. Put your hand up. Is that seriously his haircut? No, Catherine, your boyfriend can't be in the photo. Y'all been dating two weeks. Does he not even own a belt? Why does your elbow go like that? Can we get a scarf for him or something? Cover up that disgusting tattoo. Move your leg in. Move your hand down. Christopher Allen, do you even want to be in this family? This photo is going to your principal. No, Josiah, you can't bring a guitar out here. Mr. A and G chord can't even make the church worship band. You calling that a necklace these days, Chelsea? Looks like you just took the leash off the dog. Oh, for heaven's sakes, Dylan, a tennis racket? Why don't you play a real sport like football? Roll tag. Sit down. Stand up. Act like you love each each other me and your mother are respected in this community she's going through that all natural no makeup stage again can we at least put her in the back lean forward shoulders turn i know he's living in portland but does he even wash his hair now can vanessa at least cover up her stomach or something this is going to the church move your knee in are we missing somebody wake her up she's in the car i know you can't feed the horses now get together and act like you love each other I love that video because it's exaggerated, but believe it or not, there are people this picky, not just about Christmas cards and Christmas, you know, sending out to families, but, you know, um, we look, we get this picky, you know, on social media, wanting acceptance. You know, we're, we're looking for, you know, because the world does a good job of telling us what we should or shouldn't do, what we should be and who we shouldn't be, and... And when we start letting that influence us, we, you know, of course, it's exaggerated, but it, it starts to 
overwhelm us. And so now, and obviously uh, a foundation on social media is just a mistake in the first place. <laughs> but um, there, that's why I have another video, and it's a true story. And I don't know if anyone was a big arcade fan. Anyone like Pac-Man? I like Pac-Man. But um, this is a true story about the, the, perf- the guy who beat Pac-Man. And um, it's not, it's, you know, I wish I could say it was an exaggeration. But let's go ahead and watch. I'm Billy Mitchell, video game player of the century. I did the world's first perfect score on Pac-Man, 3,333,360. Ooh, it's exhausting to just say it. I began in the competitive world of pinball. It moved to Donkey Kong. But the greatest level of competition at the moment was Pac-Man. If I was going to be the best, I had to be the best at the game that was everywhere. So in 1999, I sent out a press release. I was as cocky as could be. They said, there's been 10 billion games played. How are you going to do it? I says, because I'm Billy Mitchell. You start off on the first board, but on board 21, that's where it reaches maximum difficulty. You have to navigate all the way to board 255, doing the same repetitive thing. You can't miss a dot, a prize, a blue man. You can't die once. You can't lose focus. you got to stay with it all the way there, four to five hours. You have to take a corner down to one sixtieth of a second in order to create perfect timing. And keep your eye right here, right here. You have to do that over 29,000 times without making any mistakes in dying. You play 255 boards. On 256, there's enough memory left in the game for the left half of the board and not the right half. The right half is filled with computer garble, anything and everything that is not packed in, different walls, different dots. That's what a perfect score is. The moment that score went up there, I thought, wow, I achieved perfection. You get to the end, there's nothing to do but die. There was nothing saying congratulations. There was nothing saying the end, game over. Nothing. The designer of Pac-Man, not only did he never think anyone would get to the end, he didn't know where the end was. He didn't know at what point the game would run out of memory. Everything to him is completely baffling. They never saw the split screen until I sent it to them. Masaya Nakamoto, who's the godfather of video games, he crowned me video game player of the century for that and all the previous achievements. It doesn't get any higher than that. So, um, there's so many things I love about that video. I've seen it multiple times. Um, but the first thing I'll start off is kind of like Facebook, a harmless, it starts, Facebook started out as a harmless app to share photos with friends and family that you didn't see all the time. It was a more convenient way to share stories and and take pictures of the family without going, does kids, do kids know what stamps are anymore? Like, Mailing. I mean, I don't even. I don't think I know how to actually label an envelope. Anyway, but the best. I know you can lick it, but I think there's like a pull tab. Okay, no. But um, um, but Facebook started out as like something that seemed to be harmless, and it evolved to just this uh, you know abused app uh, full of negativity and just wanting attention. Well, this started out as a kid who just liked to play video games. He played pinball. 
Donkey Kong, and then just got extremely competitive over time and until it was overwhelming. And, and he didn't even, I don't even, he acknowledged it, but it didn't even hit him. He, he said it himself, there was no great, you know, reward, you know, there was, at the end there was nothing to do but die. And like you could tell that there was like no joy in that. But then he mentioned a video game player of the century. Uh, and he was like, it doesn't get much higher than that. Well, the, the greatest part about this video, this was filmed like two years ago. Earlier this year, I, I believe around February, or there was an investigation that was launched, and it actually found him guilty of using a different hardware. He, he was actually, uh, you know, fraud, fraudulent game scores. So uh, his, originally, maybe his scores were legitimate, but once, they were, once he got that title of uh, video gamer of the century and someone else threatened it, you know, he was given a worldly title, you know, a, a, a title that he earned. And once it was threatened by a player that he probably thought was truly better than him, those insecurities and negative thoughts that we feel probably swarmed him too. And because of his root system, you know, not being in Christ, but being in all the achievements the world gave him, he chose to take the easy way out and fake his scores. And now he's been ripped from Guinness's World Records, Twin, uh, Twin Peaks, just a bunch of, all the, the success he made. And of course, he's made up for it. He's used the original hardware. He's tried to get his records back. But if he would have done that in the first place, he was trying to, he was holding on too tight to a title the world gave him. Anything the world gives us will die. And titles will come and go, but a life in the spirit lasts forever. So I would like to read from Romans, Romans 8, 1 through 4. I believe it's page 772 in the church Bibles, but it's going to be up here. So, so life through the Spirit. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives us life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law of Moses was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the spirit. We get challenged, and we start having those insecurities. You know, the world tries to tell us who we should be. We, st- we shouldn't go looking for acceptance in a system that will die. The message of the cross is right here. The message of the cross is that even though we probably we didn't earn it or deserve it, in, in, God, in, Christ, in Jesus' eyes, we are, we are smart enough. We are liked, loved, and cherished. By the, by the true king, the king that will last when this world dies, when we are long and gone, when the video game player of the century doesn't matter anymore, when this life is still thriving. And so, when we, when we start to look for acceptance in, in something else, we should just remember that 
God, God doesn't think we should be like celebrities or God doesn't think we should change who we are. He put, he put us on this earth. We all have unique gifts, unique talents. He loves us for who we are. Amen. We have our identity. We, we are not, you know, supporters of, of messed up systems. We are children of God. And that's the most important message. So as we continue to worship here this morning, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we are thankful that you are the one and only king forever. We ask that you just watch over us this week and coming into the new year. That every, knowing that every year we'll have challenges, but that you will be present in every single obstacle and that you will be right next to us, and that the only identity that we have to worry about is a life in you, a foundation of faith that will last long after this world is gone. Thank you, Jesus. For Thank you for your presence this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Journey Elgin. Come check us out. We're located at 1221 North Avenue C, Elgin, Texas, 78621. You can contact us at www.journeyelgin.org or call us at 512-661-8411. That's 512-661-8411. We hope to see you soon and may God bless you.